It's Barely in Topic, a podcast for Boston Bruins fans by Boston Bruins fans. Welcome to Barely on Topic. You know, we're in our third season, uh, and uh, this is our second season of having playoff coverage, and I'm sad to say that our playoff coverage for this season is ending with this episode. Uh, for th- this is being recorded on, recorded on Sunday, May sixth, and the Bruins just lost uh, five games against Tampa Bay Lightning, and um, we get to deal with the fallout of that. So we're going to have a little bit of a we're we're going to feel some stuff and have some catharsis and just let it all out. If you're looking for, for measured analysis, today is not that day. No, no. Uh, <laughs> it, in all fairness, Jeff was like, do we have to record today? Or I don't even know how you, you phrased it, but I was like, I think we should do it. I think we should. You should. Uh, because I think somewhere between the three of us, people are going to find themselves where they are. Right? We're like a we're a continuum, remember? Mm-hmm. We've established we're a continuum of things. Uh, of uh, of Bruins fans, so I'll go first. Yeah. Okay. I watched the game on on Friday night, and I was justly outraged by the outcome because um, basically, when uh, Charlie McAvoy coughed up the puck after being held by Kucherov behind the net, a penalty that didn't get called, and basically Kucherov did the same thing that Nolachari had gotten called for in like the first or second period. Yep. <laughs> I, like many Bruins fans, was just apoplectic. Because it's not Charlie's fault. You know, he was held, he fell, and and then it turned into a goal. I'm not here to blame Charlie McAvoy about that. Um, he's young. He got kind of fucked over. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't his fault. But even if it were his fault, I, I don't want to sit here and just blame him. It's not his fault. So I, I went to bed uh, that night, eventually justly outraged just trying to think about trying to think about the series with the refing and without the refing right and this is when i'm going to to tell you that i came to a conclusion the next morning i apparently spun this through in my head that night i didn't sleep very well i spun through it and i woke up yesterday morning which was saturday morning and i said i get how people say an 82 game season doesn't doesn't mean anything because this whole time the Bruins have been playing the best that they could, but Tampa Bay hadn't Tampa Bay in the games that they played against the Bruins were n- except for maybe that one game that they won. They were not giving their all, but the Bruins were. And I think that's a testament to the Bruins because of all the crap that they went through this year with the injuries, especially that they still pick themselves up and they played a hell of a season. No, I don't think how, how few teams play their absolute best possible for that long. Yes. Yes. None. I, ever. I, I know. So look, <laughs> you know, I, you might sit there and say that I'm a homer. I am a homer. And you might say you're looking at this completely wrong. And I will respectfully disagree because I, I think that, we can sit here and we can mourn this Bruins team that we maybe had very, very super high expectations after seeing what they did this year. 
but knowing that the other teams just weren't giving it their all, it doesn't mean any less about the Bruins. They did a fantastic job. It's just that they weren't ready. Today, I watched uh, the game. I was at the Polish-American Citizens Club. I think that's what it's called. Um, uh, In Boston, I get to watch it with... uh, uh, with uh, Ellen and Ben and and Mandy and my husband Glenn and uh, other people that were there who were entertaining, and you know it was great to be able to to watch this last game with people and and feel the same thing you know the outrage and whatever because there was plenty of outrage to go about how the officiating was this game, and you know what I got to tell you guys I'm sad I'm sad it's over. Um, this team was a hell of a team. They did a great job. Um, I'm sad that they're not continuing on um, for themselves. But I'm going to choose to look at this team as being just having some excellent work ethic. The kids got a lot of experience. I don't look at this this season as a loss. I think they exceeded my expectations. So that's how I'm going into it, guys. So who wants to go next? It's it's a really 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 good uh, well thought out there. Um, I know like, sometimes you know, I do that. <laughs> I was like, he was like, I don't even. I, I, that was kind of perfect. I, I do have some serious questions. Like, okay, yes, um, clearly there was some disconnect regular season versus playoffs in terms of how Tampa and Boston played one another, and definitely Tampa played better in the playoffs. But I don't really understand what happened here. In general, the Toronto series as well. Something's just been off with this team since about five games from the end of the season. Carlo went out. It started before Carlo went out, but it just became very obvious after he did, though. <laughs> it could be that things just got really real. It, there could be an injury that we don't know about. I, well, that's what I'm thinking. Is that's what I'm trying to, to hold back on too much analysis as we find out in the next four or five days, um, you know how many guys are skating on ruptured spleens and, you know, what have you. But, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a tricky one though, right? You know, I don't, I have some serious questions about going forward. If we're going to get the per- the right balance of, um, uh, of uh, good support from rookies and seasons like we just had out of some of the veterans. Right. Like I'm not worried about Brad or Patrice, obviously. And Pasta's only going to get better because he's only 20 fucking two. I'm worried about, it's like, we just, you know, had a regular season where Krejci scored at a 60-point pace. I don't know how many more of those he has in him. Particularly based on these playoffs, Krejci's not looking great. You know, you have Bacchus again had some nice had some nice comeback points in the season from a stupid, stupid rash of injuries at the beginning there. And now, of course, uh, took that um, um, they took that hit today from JT Miller. Oh God, it looks so bad. Yeah, yeah what I'm yeah what I'm getting at here is um. That's two guys with still a lot of money tied up, and I don't know if they're going to. Either of them is likely to be as good as they were this year again. I'm not right. even talking about being actively worse, just as good as this year. I'm kind of wondering if this year was like that. It was that window, right? People talked about how this team was the right balance of grizzled veterans and and, and, and youthful fire, and we had depth and we had depth scoring all season, and then it went away in the playoffs. Yep. Yep, uh, there were plenty of people who uh, whatever they were doing in the ice was just completely negated by the other team. Like, like Riley Nash clearly was not ready to be back on the ice at any point. No. Um, Brad, something's fuck you, fuck you with Brad. He's been awful the last couple games. You know, 
We'll see what it is. I don't know. This was a fun, fun team to watch this year at a time where we were continuing to expect not particular. Well, Knox, not more to say that actually. Our first episode of the season proper, so that would have been after game after that for the first game of the season. We talked about that how this would be a, an exciting and interesting season. And I think it, it definitely fit that in ways way far exceeding what any of us imagined when we said that. Yep, I know it doesn't seem like a lot of progress, but they won a series and, and they. Well, they didn't come close to winning a second series, but they won a series. Well, that's just and think about this in the context of our podcast because I know you were getting a little you're getting a little kerfuffled about this one the other day as well. And I was like, oh god, did we curse the Bruins? No, no, they they, they they missed by they missed by one point the first year we ran the podcast. They made the first round. They made the playoff the second year of the podcast, and they won the first round the um, uh, in year three. So um, it, it's a it's a slow grind back up, but it's happening. <laughs> I Look, after a loss, you have doubts and lots of thoughts that are not necessarily rational. But one of the thoughts I had was, oh my God, we created this podcast and the Bruins can't do anything. <laughs> they can't you know, win. <laughs> you know, I'll give this team a lot of credit today. They didn't look awful despite, you know, not having a middle pairing. Like, like today was a better game than three or four was, really. It was, and the Bruins looked like they had a lot of life until Tampa scored the uh, the second goal. Well, that was just it. The Bruins were more even today than they were. Like even you know, even Friday, which game was a game that again the Bruins ran the control of play and so forth. You know, and then had a really good push to push it to overtime. But like they had more stretches with really bad play that day than today. The Bruins didn't you know go away go away quietly, but it doesn't mean they went away with a bang either. No, no. I was hopeful after the first period, but then as the second period ground down, I was like, please just score a goal. And I just, you know, when you can't really score a goal unless you have a, a power play, that's a problem. Yeah. yeah. And just, just no, I don't know. It's it's what it is. Power to them. Uh, I'm not going to be saying go bolts, but you know what? I will, will confidently say that there are no boring... Um, uh, there, there are no boring teams left, which is great because last year we had the indignity of losing to like the most impossibly boring team to ever boring. Oh yeah, and then they became like the only Canadian team in the playoffs at that point. So, which is funny, only the Canadian media thinks they should have a Canadian team. Canadians themselves, no. <laughs> <laughs> Don goes Brown tries to make this point all the time. Is like, no, no Canadians usually uh, can do backflips not to support other Canadian teams once theirs is out. <laughs> You, you know how um, there are people who, when their team loses to to a team that clearly looks like it's it's championship bound, you know, the, that people will say, well, at least we lost to this team that's going to win the whatever. I'm not like that. I'm like, fuck that team. I don't want the Bolts to win anything. I hope Steve Eiserman doesn't get his cup again. And uh, because you got all these fucking penalties going your way. I hope every penalty goes against you. Fuck you guys. I don't want you to win. That's how I am. I'm, I'm on the anybody but Tampa bus. <laughs> so I'm not, I, you know, I'm, yeah, Tampa is not my uh, choice, which means I do not want, well, unless it's the Caps, I don't want the East to win the Cup then because fuck the Pens, fuck them right into the sun. I'm, 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 quite, I'm quite done, thank you. Anybody but the Lightning. I swear to God, like the Lightning. No, no, like, I, no, I do not want that team to get three to get a three beat. I, I, I can't do anybody but the Lightning. I can just say, 
Fine, someone on the West take the cup, whatever. I don't care. You know what? Fine. I'll finally buy into the Golden Knights. How about that? I said Vegas. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. Let's do it. Anybody but Greece. anybody but Tampa. <laughs> like Tampa Bay's reaching like that Montreal level for me right now. And so I'm like, no, just anybody but Tampa. I hear you. Tim, you've been quiet this whole time, which is a testament to your character. <laughs> yeah, I this series really I was looking forward to it in some aspects because I thought it would be a good series and then there were other aspects that I wasn't looking forward to and I'm trying to remain positive about the team going forward. I know I I had predicted the Bruins would have 101 points this year and I think I was I predicted the most points by out of all of us. Mm-hmm. So I mean they definitely outplayed expectations through the regular season and things of that nature. So that's really good. I just, I'm so frustrated by this series and how it ended up. I'm so frustrated by the the refereeing, which is, I try not to be. Like, I try not to be that person that's like, the refs, the refs, like, screwed us. And there's a lot of things the Bruins did wrong. They didn't score a goal five on five since, like, game two. So, like, they've they definitely had a huge hand in their own defeat. But getting screwed over on certain calls is just really just got old. And the whole face off dot thing really just blew my mind. I didn't know what they were going for with that. And I, I don't, I don't like Tampa Bay at all. I, I mean, they, I, anybody but them, like I, uh, I just, I think they're all a bunch of turds at this point. I want to say that I'm some of the, uh, Things that I'm not looking forward to coming forward here are the uh, hot takes. Uh, there's already been a bunch of a few of them being trade Martian, which is absolutely fucking stupid. Where that's not happening, and anyone who thinks that deserves to like never watch hockey again. I've I mean, seen... like, if that's your position, just like go start a meth lab, then fuck up and have it explode. Yeah, exactly. Like <laughs> apparently apparently um it was either ninety eight five or EEI, one of the two had back to back calls that were trade Marshan because he was terrible in the playoffs. You mean his his seventeen points in twelve games or whatever it was? Yeah, so I mean that's that's horse shit. I've also seen a lot of Zidane Chara needs to go. He played hundred and twenty minutes against Stamkos and Matthews in the entire of the playoffs. And though playing in the 120 minutes that he played against those two lines, the Toronto and Tampa Bay scored two total goals. That's Chara's not the problem. No, um, that's a good point, Tim. The completely demolishing both opponents' first lines. Yeah. There's a value in that, and people unfortunately don't understand what that is. The, the problem is the people that were on assignments besides besides that failed. Mm-hmm. Namely the middle six. Yeah, but the middle six, I don't know, bottom nine basically just, you know, failed to hold up there into the bargain. Exactly. And that's the kind of the thing that Tampa's first line didn't beat Boston. It was Tampa's depth that killed Boston. Great point to I think we just like parked a chip on his shoulder by how they devoured him in game one. Yeah, Braden Point and Yanni Gord. That name annoys me to no end. (laughs) And and the fact that he was named after the singer just... Well, like, actually? Yeah, like, they said it on the broadcast today. 
oh, on the yeah. NBC Sports broadcast. Yanni, his parents. Yanni's not a singer. Yanni isn't he like the 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 keyboardist guy? Whatever you know, he, he does, some sort of throat singer thing, doesn't he? I thought I thought he did some type of throat sing. Whoever he is, he was definitely named after that because apparently his parents were watching a movie and the mo- they liked the movie and he happened to like be in the credits for some of the music in the movie and he was named after the actual person, which seems ridiculous. But why would you make that up on the broadcast? That just makes him even worse in my opinion. He killed him and. Tampa Bay's defense did pretty well. I mean, they they stymied Boston's every line on Boston except for the top one, really. And one thing I did see is that the Bruins need another top pairing guy. I would like to see it happen in the offseason. I don't know what it would cost, but it's going to be expensive. It depends on the price. Um, I saw a lot of people saying that the Bruins should have traded for McDonough, but at the same time, the Rangers wanted DeBrusque. Like, with no DeBrusque was a non-starter. So, uh, however, I have, I have some thoughts there, actually, though, too. You turn back, you know, break out the time stone here, turn us back to the deadline. What if you forego trading for Nash and instead trade for, for, for McDonough? Mm-hmm. Okay. Because, honestly, a trade structure that is identical to um, uh, what, what Tampa did, Boston could have done that without touching DeBrusque. But the Rangers were requiring DeBrusque. Well, you see, that's, that's that's almost certainly horseshit because like they didn't get anything that good from from, from from Tampa. Basically, in order to get the equivalent trade with it, with an equivalent trade with McDonough and JT Miller coming to Boston would have been basically Spooner a first, a second with a, condi- a second with conditions to become a first, and then it would be probably based on what they gave up, uh, Erho and uh, probably Frederick. It's the equivalent. Sure. That's a, you know what? And again, I mean, that would have been a good deal because it would have covered both the needs. There would have been a defenseman and uh, and a winger, right? So, so but uh, that, that, yeah, that's that's basically what Boston's equivalent to that final deal would have looked like. I mean, who knows what would have happened if that had, if they had been able to do that? But I would like to see them go defense. I don't want Car- uh, John Carlson. I saw a lot of that. I also saw that. The Rick Nash trade was the worst trade that the Bruins have had, like ever, pretty much. I mean, by I saw that to me. the guy did say the de- at the deadline, but like 2004, the Bruins spent a fucking fortune to bring in, you know, um, William to bring in Michael Nylander and um, uh, and Sergei Gonchar, and didn't make it out of the first. So 2004 is way fucking worse. Yeah, and their whole thing was freaking Lindgren in the first is going to kill the Bruins. So that was just wild, doubling and tripling down on that. So like a lot of the a lot of the hot takey stuff um that's going to come out. I'm not looking forward to. Rat. Oh, I also saw that we should look into trading Rask again, obviously, because he was definitely the problem in this series. Um, yeah, you know what? Rask was a real problem on that empty net goal today. He was. He wasn't even there. Uh, yeah. How irresponsible of him to even just leave the net at that point. <laughs> Sorry. It's like he doesn't even show up for these big games at all. <laughs> no, I know it's satire, but you're still making me die inside. <laughs> <laughs> There were times that that Tuca has stood on his on his head for these playoffs. Um, there was the one game that he got pulled because he was shitty. But for the most part, I don't think Tuca is the problem. When are people going to understand that 
how the how good the goaltender can be is reliant on how good the players in front of him are. And there's the thing. Our biggest problem this playoffs is no Carlo. There, I said it, VA. You happy now? <laughs> it, it I am. am. He's not a he's not a game breaker by any means, but they needed very specifically what Carlo was not there to provide. Yes, getting the puck out of the own zone well, and see, pushing that's, it that's forward. Just it. He would have you know played a broadly similar role to what McQuaid did. Absurd penalty kill minutes, except he would have been able to skate and handle the puck some. We have a plan to get him in the playoffs next year. It's going to involve my leg, isn't it? No, 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 no. <laughs> it involves somehow I have to meet him and give him a virus before the end of the season. Like, not a bad virus, like a cold or flu or something. Before the end of the season. So he misses a couple of games before the end of the season. And then he's ready for the playoffs and refreshed. Uh, you know, that's not an awful plan. No, it's not. We're just, <laughs> we got to figure it out, though. You know? Yeah, I see. Yeah, you got to be careful with the whole germ warfare thing. <laughs> well, okay. See, the thing is, is that Ellen said we we all need to prepare to make a sacrifice to the hockey gods so that Brandon Carlo can be in the playoffs next season. And I said I can't make a greater sacrifice than not being his number one fan. Okay, like I can't do that. I'd have to stop being his fan. That would be my sacrifice, and that's me. And I don't want to do that. <laughs> I feel like. I've sacrificed enough to the sports gods by being a goddamn Buccaneers fan for the last 15 years. That's your choice. Um, <laughs> yeah, so so it's like, so I, we figured, like, I, I don't know how I would sacrifice to the, the hockey gods to do that. I don't know. Do I have to sacrifice Nolachari for it? I don't know if I want to do that. But anyway, so we got to figure out how to get this kid in the playoffs next season. He'll be three yeah. years in with no playoff experience. <laughs> you mean that's better than like Ron Hainsey, who didn't play in the playoff till he was thirty-seven? Well, okay, yeah. Because he also, was, uh, you see, he was a Blue Jacket, and then a Thrasher, and then a Jet, and then a Hurricane. That is terrible luck. I mean, also, get better, Krug. Don't be dead, Krug. Like, be okay for next season. Oh, oh my God, God. I, 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 I almost puked one when the. When 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 that happened, like I'm so I'm hype, like like UVM hypersensitive to to ankle injuries and just like ah, and then they showed it again today. Why? Yeah, yeah, they showed it again. I'm like, no, stop it. The amount of ankle injuries we've seen this year, as Boston sports fans, starting with Gordon Hayward, where his foot was literally like pointing the other direction, and then mm-hmm. freaking. This one, and then Carlo's injury looked really bad, too. Oh, God. We knew that Terry Krug wasn't going to be playing today. We don't know the full extent of his injury. I have a feeling we'll find out on uh, breakout day. Wait breakout up, Ben. Day. There's, there's going to be pins and rods and titanium involved. Oh, Maybe we'll hook him up with Chris Kelly's adamantium guy. <laughs> I, I, I think it exploded. It's just... I have a plate and uh, three screws in my ankle. And you know what? It, it it set off the metal detector at the Pepsi Center in Denver. Oh. It's the first time it's ever happened. The guy asked me if I had like a knee replacement or something. I said, I have a plate and three three screws in my ankle. He's like, that'll do it. You want to see my ankle scarf? I don't know if I could do this. Let's see. There was an ankle scar there somewhere. 
Mm. It's there. That, that made it worse. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. It's there. If you see me in person, just say, I want to see your ankle scar. Um, hopefully I'm not wearing tights. Anyway, yes. So, I mean, then, not now. I'm not mm-hmm. wearing tights. Mm. I'll, I'll take a picture and send it to you if you want. God, now I get to shave my legs, so that's good. I'm not shaving my beard. I, I was, like, fully, like, before I started the playoffs, I was, like, I fully, like, clean shaven everything. I don't do that very often. So I'm like, no, I'm, I'm not. Speaking of playoff beards, I, I'm kind of disappointed we didn't get to see where Krejci, where 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 where, where Krejci's rat, rat's nest was going. That, yeah, that, was was getting pre- that, that was getting pretty feral pretty quickly. <laughs> Left to its own devices by June, that thing might have been something. Would have been something else. We're talking some Dustin Penner shit there. <laughs> yeah, it's it's that um, middle European. <laughs> beard factory stuff. <laughs> I was gonna say it has the same problems that pastas does. You know, it's it's vile, but vile and thin and patchy, but you know, prolific. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm really sad about, guys. My birthday's on Tuesday, and I wanted a birthday game. So you know what? Next year, I'm going to sacrifice not having a birthday game. Like. That's okay. I don't need a birthday game, and then the Bruins will be able to win that second round series. Because I wanted Seems it. Seems fair. I wanted it so bad, and uh, now my husband is on the hook to um, he has to get me a present. So that's too bad for him. That's <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm sure he's thrilled. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I was probably going to buy you tickets to that game. No half sausage pizza and half... (laughs) I did that the other night, don't you know? I did that on on Friday night, and it didn't work. Yeah, I abandoned uh, my my jersey and uh, and, and alcohol um, uh, traditions completely today. I'm just like, you know what? Fuck it. These are barely working. I didn't didn't even wear Bruins gear or drink during the game. Same. Oh, um... I still didn't wear pants though. Oh, uh, Glenn wore his uh, his new Marshan jersey, um, which uh, if he had consulted me before, I would have said it should have been Liquids, but he made it Lickski, and people liked it. <laughs> Speaking of which, the fucking Lick. What the fuck is wrong with hockey? I don't know. Nobody has a sense of humor, and they were really, really outraged by something. I'm going to ask fans, would you rather that Marshand um, slew foot people, spear them, try to take headshots, elbow people? Would you rather that he does that stuff? Because he was trying to make sure he didn't do that shit. Okay, that's the thing. He had a pretty overall disciplined playoffs. Yes. For him. He was just, he, how is he going to get in people's heads? Right? You can only chirp so much. Also, the reaction from the media was wild. Like, I didn't expect it to be so... Oh, the pearl clutching. So fucking much pearl clutching. Our sport, it's so dignified. Yeah, you know, actually, Mandy, uh, Mandy I don't know if it was Mandy or Ellen, was like, yeah, I mean, the Canadian uh, media and other Canadian types were like, oh, you know, our, our sport's so dignified and uh, we don't really care if people are wife beaters and do these things off the ice, but don't lick people on the ice. 
Meanwhile, the Canada's national sport is actually lacrosse. You know, there's a thing there too. Is I saw someone else pointed out is going with what they said. Said uh, point out that some of the same people that were like freaking out about this one, even going as far as calling a sexual assault and so forth, were the same ones that stood by the Patrick Canes and the Varlamovs. Of course, because that was off the ice, and I'm just like, you know what? Or that short or. Or shrugged and said, fuck it, when Andrew Shaw was a homophobe. Like, this is... Fuck all you. Fuck all of you, hockey media. Fuck you right into the fucking sun. Or better yet, bring the sun here and fuck you with it. I... God. You know, I I did think the other night, I'm like, what? Is Ryan Callahan a fucking homophobe? Is that what it is? Like, he's just too uh, too scared to get men cooties on him or something? Well, I think that's what it is. And so we saw a lot of the media that come out in the media. And I think that's what the a lot of the huge reaction was because of was that. I'm going to give you that. Yes, it is immature for Brad Marchand to do that. But that's as far as I'm going. I thought it was personally pretty hilarious. It was Brad Marchand being a hellion without endangering anyone. Right. Why the fuck is anyone complaining? <sighs> I, I, I don't get it, but um, I, I can't help but think that it's in their nature to either just complain or they're secretly or uh, overtly homophobes. That's it. And also, like, the Bruins couldn't win. Like, they couldn't win at all, no matter what they did. I want to point out that I think it was Charlie McAvoy got a penalty today for hit a legal hit just checking someone oh my god it was yeah it was a in quotations cross check it was a hit in the middle of the ice that wasn't even interference the guy had it was within the time i had the puck it was shoulder to shoulder it was a stupid ass call he literally got a penalty for hitting someone too hard is what it was I mean, it really capped off a period that had just been like a nonstop parade of nonsense, bullshit calls. The, uh, and then we finally get, like, after, Marshan finally gets a call, penalty called against someone that did something to him, and then he gets the embellishment. And I'm like, what? I mean, it's like, for once, he didn't dive there. I mean, he, you know, he exaggerated, but who fucking doesn't, right? Like, he was hitting the ground regardless of his actions. Ergo, that shouldn't call that embellishment. No, it was bullshit. Yes, okay. Someone flails, that's probably embellishing, but they were still going down. And then, what was it? The the uh, call against Bergeron. How that wasn't embellishment, but the but the Brad was. And then the JT Miller hit. The JT Miller hit on, on, uh, on Bacchus. Apparently that's not a penalty because head-to-head's not. I'm like, really? I'm pretty sure headbutting is in fact a penalty. Yes, that wasn't headbutting, but like that's still that's still uh, contact with the head. In fact, that should be, you know, it's like you it's you endangered two people there, dumbass. <sighs> you know when uh, when Steven Stamkos uh, elbowed Rick Nash in the head the other night, and yes, they did call a penalty on it, but nobody wanted to do any more about it nor discuss it anymore. I think well, that's the threshold. And he was called for, for illegal check to the head, not for right. elbowing, right? That's right. Any, like, any two minute for illegal check to the head should probably, ha- yeah, it should unequivocally result in a hearing, regardless of, of what the outcome is, even if it's just a fine. Yep. Also, I didn't see this at the time, but someone pointed it out on Twitter. There was a 
hit the other day. It was probably in, I think it was in game two, maybe, where JT Miller hit Krejci. He came up, he launched himself, shoulder into Krejci's head, and nothing was called. And no one really noticed, it went kind of largely unnoticed, but seeing the actual replay of it, I was like, wow, okay, I everyone missed this. What happened? Bruins lost this series with... Out the help of the refs. The refs just, you know... Embellished it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think he, with, with, with the properly called series, I still don't think the Bruins win this one, but it goes to seven. Yep. Yep. I think it's fair to complain about the officiating. I think it would be interesting to see wh- how the officials call any game with the Tampa Bay um, Lightning going forward. I mean, but here's the thing is they've been bad in every series. Like, so fucking bad. I know, I know. But you know what? It would make me feel better if they called each series as shittily as this. Because then I would feel like the fix was in. And then and there's nothing you And it would force could... the league to do something about it, too. Yes. <laughs> because the marshy, you know, breakaway where he got slashed. It's not acceptable to say I couldn't keep up with the play. It isn't. That's why I didn't call the slashing. And, you know, if you're going to be that shitty about it, then why even have refs in the first place? Why don't just have cameras and people in Toronto doing this? Which is stupid. This is a stupid idea. I even admit that. That's my my theory on why the officiating's gotten so bad. I think a lot of times officials miss things that can be reviewed because they're like, oh, it can be reviewed. So if I miss it, we'll just it'll just be caught. Something along those lines will happen, but, and but I think that mentality has carried over throughout the to, to calls that can't be reviewed, where they've just kind of taken a lackadaisical approach to it. That's my theory. I think they just need to like pull a Reagan and the aircraft controllers and just fire all the refs and start from scratch because this group is fucked, like scorched earth. And I hate suggesting anyone do something like Reagan, but like this is a problem. Yeah. And again, this league, again, when given the opportunity to sit on its own balls, this league will always sit on its own balls. But. <laughs> because they don't see a problem with it. It's such a shitty league. Such a shitty league. When Jeremy fucking Ronick complains that the refereeing is bad and one-sided, there's something severely wrong with this league. I think somebody's feeding that in his ear. I'll be honest with you. I don't think very much goes on between the ears for him. No, no, he's a, he's a Trump fan. Oh, God, and I no, didn't know that. And an ardent one. He's a Trump friend, no less. Um, that doesn't surprise me for some reason. Yeah, no, it shouldn't. It really shouldn't. I don't think that Trump really has friends, but okay. I had Trump hanger on her. There we go. Yeah, like, I, I, I've never watched a series with the, the, this many calls with the announcers were calling out the refs during play in game so much like like how do the refs not fix that like they, someone's gonna be someone's like you know guys you're getting them uh, you're getting uh you're getting some serious fucking shade here from doc emmerich and um mpr fucking mcguire no, no apparently not <laughs> when, oh you know i i watched most of the first period today without the sound on you know and it was uh, glorious and then they put the sound on it was just all the first thing is like Pierre Maguire talking about Brian fucking Callahan again. And I'm just like, shut up. Uh, for that reason, I'm actually part of me is kind of relieved that the series is over. Right. I'm just fucking exhausted and I can't deal with that shit. I, I can't watch any more Pierre. 
washing Callahan's balls with his tongue. No. When, but seriously though, when Pierre fucking Maguire throws shade at you, you need to change something up. <laughs> yeah, like seriously, Severs, y'all gun gone fucked up. Y'all gun gone fucked up bad. I don't remember him saying too much because I blocked it all out apparently. So yeah, I think I think eventually just. <laughs> Even the words when he's not saying Ryan Callahan just become it in my ears. Yeah, I think it's, it's very well true. That's pretty much what happens with me. Ugh. All right. Anyway, the future's bright. Yeah, it's not the time to talk about the future right now. No, no, we need to wait to see what who we're expecting to see leave, what the injuries are, what kinds of the injuries are. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we can take some guesses. Uh, we were talking about that today, just which is why I was late because we were wrapping up things. I don't expect to see Rick or Riley Nash back. I don't either. Someone's going to give Riley. Someone's going to give Riley over four million dollars a year, and it's going to be an overpay. Good for um, him, though. I, Good for him. Yeah, I think Schaller's our only UFA who's a likely returnee, and even that I'm hesitant on because it's like, oh, he could easily pull like that bad uh, my, right uh, my uh, Campbell contract or something like that. You know, like one point eight over three years, which is too much for Schaller. But like if the Bruins can get him on for like one one point two for two years, then yeah, do it. Mm. But uh, he's the only one I think, the only UFA I think they had to bring back. You know, maybe they could try for Dobby, but just because. But but isn't isn't Zane either an RFA or UFA or something after next year? Or... Yeah, so so Zane um, could be a UFA. I think Zane might be a UFA next year, regardless if he plays enough games. Yes, he's he's a bit older, right? But yeah, he's uh, importantly starting this fall. Zane is waiver eligible, so it's now or never. Yeah, it um, becomes well, the, like the Subban problem this past year. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, so basically, oh my God! So does that mean out of training camp, you can't just put him down in Providence? You um, like he has to go through waivers in, in camp. Yeah. Oh God, that sucks. You know what? No, keep him. Keep him up. If you if you believe he's part of your future, you got to keep him or you got to trade him. Those are your two options. You're, 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 he's not going to make it down to Providence. Goalies are always a tricky one. That tends to be a very circumstance heavy. Right. Well, Vegas took a uh, took a chance on Subban, and Subban hadn't been very promising. It's just true, and it didn't actually seem like they needed to because Calvin Picard was well considered. But but then Subban held his own in the time that Flurry was out. So they, they took a gamble. Uh, Vegas took a gamble. And it worked <laughs> out. Uh. House always wins. Also, I do think, though, I think I watched him a few times this year. I think one guy that's going to be like in the future for the Bruins goal, I think Jeremy Swayman is going to end up being pretty good. Oh, but you're probably looking three years. Oh, at least. Before I mean, he was season. just he just played his freshman season at UMaine, so. I guess he does at least two more years in Maine, probably. But UMaine was a lot better this year than they've been in the last couple of years, and he's a major reason why. Although, I will say the timeline to the end of Rask's contract is a little hairy for depending on what his and uh, Vladash's um, uh, development arcs look like. That's true, too. Well, Vladash spent a pretty big portion of his year in Providence, didn't he? No. no, no, no. He played. Mo- the Bruins had uh, Jordan Binnington on loan because, of course, some um, uh, the Blues don't have an affiliate. Yeah, and so and, and part of the reasoning for that, I guess, was that you could give Zarnik a starting position 
in the ECHL. Zarnik or Vladesh? Vladesh, yeah. That's okay. Yeah. You can say that again, and I'll cut out that other part. It's just, it happened, whatever. Um, <laughs> so one assumes that next year, the way the goalie structure works down the, down below would be something like McIntyre is, prov- is, is um, backup. Vladash is starter in Providence. And uh, Kaiser is either his backup, or they sign a, or they sign a veteran backup, and Kaiser's in the in the ECHL or something like that. I think Kaiser's old enough to be CHL next year, rather than uh, rather than still in juniors. I don't know. Goalie yeah. stuff. <laughs> so it's going to be interesting to find out what's going to happen. We'll we'll find some stuff out shortly. I'm I'm interested to find out who was nursing injuries uh, that we didn't know about and. I'm very interested to find out what Bergie had that caused him to miss that game yep. in round one. The clapping. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that would shatter my entire world. <laughs> <laughs> he wouldn't be so perfect, but he would not have done that. Yeah, it would be. I don't know if we'll find that out, honestly. But uh, I I think that DeBrusque has been nursing an injury because he's not looked the same since he took that one hit. Where you know the the one where it was like he was struggling to get off the ice. Yeah, yeah. He did score a goal later that game, but that was about it. It was an empty netter. And yeah, he's been like hunched over, and he just hasn't looked. The, I right mean, he's thing. still been like he has still been a fucking firecracker. It's just not been effective, right? <laughs> right. I right. think I think he's been. I think Marshan has been ner- the last couple games nursing something. I think I wouldn't be surprised if McAvoy needed some type of like surgery to clean up something in the knee. I'm gonna tell you what I think. Uh, the the best thing for McAvoy probably is rest and rehab. He had a strained. Or a sprained MCL, not a tear. Yeah. But he was probably wearing something for that because knee injuries take a long time to recover from. Think about it this way. Your your joints that are the, the most mobile or that you use a lot, they're the ones that take the longest time to actually heal, you know, when you've got an injury. So, like, sol- shoulder injuries, you usually need to do something to kind of stabilize the shoulder to, to get it fixed. Yeah. Shoulders, knees, and hips take a long time. Right. So so basically, I think the best thing for Charlie is rest and some rehab. That's it. Even just skating every day and practicing but not playing will do a lot to help him recover. Controlled agility work. Stuff like that. Yeah. So it's like, um, I, I think that's what it is. There's nothing about what he's doing other than it looks like he's wearing a brace. There's nothing about what he's doing that seems to me that he's he's nursing a tear you know but what do i know joe thornton apparently played on no acl for a while <laughs> which um is it's got to be a, a a top 20 underrated and disturbing sports achievement up there with the guy that pitched a perfect game while tripping on acid oh my God. <laughs> keep in mind that joe thornton did something that basically wrecked bobby orr's knees when he was playing. And there's a reason Thornton's probably not making it back in time to, well, isn't playing tonight and therefore is probably not, is not making it back in time to, to uh, join the Sharks. Yeah. Um, yeah. They're probably losing tonight. That's okay. Vegas. Woo. You know what? I want Vegas to win it all now. That's it. I'm, I'm officially team chaos, which means Vegas. Y- yep. There we go. Wonder twin powers activate. Um, look, 
I'm sure that I will go through various waves of sadness about the, this Bruins team and what could have been. My bracket is completely obliterated now, so yay! Mine is too. I'm not completely done because I didn't have them making it past the conference finals. So again, I didn't want to jinx anything because that totally worked out my way. Yes. My bracket's probably not pretty anymore. My bracket ended up being my head going against my heart, and my heart winning, actually. Fascinatingly, though, I am currently have the highest potential score of anyone left. Oh, boy. That doesn't mean much, right? Because that means everything else, everything left has to fall my way. Right. But... <laughs> Yeah, I don't think that Nashville's going to make it out of that series. Yeah, actually, that's the thing. is My entire West is about to fall apart. Because I had Nashville and San Jose as the conference final. Ah, see, I had Nashville and the Golden Knights. But I had Nashville progressing from that. But, you know, um, a couple weeks ago, I made it onto the... Uh, my, my answer for the question of the day made it onto the Puck Soup podcast episode. Uh, Sweep Golden Knights, I think it was. That was the episode. Yep, I still have it on my iPod. As I said to the question of the day, because uh, Dave Loza wrote it as, how far will the Vegas Knights, uh, Golden Knights, go uh, into the Western Conference? And how will you feel when they win it all? Or when they they bring home the Stanley Cup? And I said, Western Conference Finals for sure. I won't feel anything because I'm dead inside, which they chuckled at. They liked that. (laughs) And then I said, no, scratch that. I'd be... uh, Happier than an Elvis impersonator eating a fried peanut butter and banana sandwich while shooting a uh, television screen. You know you listened to that. I have, I'm have. i so far behind on Puck Soup right now. <sighs> I, I always listen to my backlog, don't you worry. Specifically them because I, you know, I love that podcast right now. But I'm there, man. They don't, they don't say I'm VA from RI. They just call me VA. But they got it right, man. Anyway, yes. So I... I think we're going to feel various things. We're going to want other teams to win because fuck the Bolts. Don't care about them anymore. I don't have to care about them anymore. But I hope that Ryan Callahan has an accident where he skates into the ice, but the ice gives way and it turns out to be a vat of like boiling toxic crap that he falls into. Alternatively, someone low bridges him. He cartwheels through the air and like leads skate first into Pierre's throat. Oh, even better. <laughs> yep. And it still involves him landing in toxic sludge. <laughs> um, if you really want the bolts to, to go on and win this whole thing, just, you know, why even have any of the other games? Oh, money. I forgot. Jesus. And and li- really, how much money are you going to really make if fucking Tampa Bay wins? Let's be honest. They had to, like, make it so teams wearing opposing gear in their arena weren't allowed to wear it. Yeah, that, that is just silly. It is so, so silly. I mean, really, how insecure are you? Yeah. I mean, Nashville does the same thing, though. Um, and Vegas uh, said that you could get discounts on your playoff tickets if you agreed to never sell them to somebody else from the opposing team. But, yeah. Okay, what were you going to say, Jeff? Apparently, well, um, uh, San Jose let their first goal in for the game. It was a tip shot off the it went in off the tip of Martin Jones' dick. It hit him in oh, the cup, wow. and it hit him in the cup, and then went in five hole. I'm uh-huh. pretty sure Martin Jones is going to kill himself tonight. <laughs> oh my god! It 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 was a dick tip in. It was just the tip. Just in. the tip. <laughs> was it the was it Marshazo that scored? Um, I think so. Maybe 
Yeah, it was March or so. But yeah, but yeah, tip in off, off of his own cup. That's that's bad. Poor Jones. Oh, I just watched it. That's awful. <laughs> that's awful. Well, you know, if San Jose gets eliminated tonight, I won't feel so bad about the Bruins being re- eliminated. Can you imagine if Rask played as bad as Martin Jones has? Oh, my God. Oh, but you still get people that say should have never trade Jones. <laughs> because no one gets hit in the cock by a hockey puck quite like him. <laughs> God. Oh, my God. Oh, my gosh. One time, Bruin, on paper... Martin Jones. I mean, really, he, he was never here. Although I'd love it when Matt Kalman's like, long time Bruin, Martin Jones. <laughs> it hurt me a lot inside to see Phil Esposito tweeting about how Tampa Bay and how they won and how we're going on to the next round. It I hurt remember me. Espo's relationship with the Bruins isn't great. And he did kind of, and he was kind of instrumental in Tampa even happening. Oh yeah. He was like one of the founders of there's like, a the statue. Lightning. There's a statue of yeah. him outside. Of yeah. yeah. It just, it just hurts because it's Espo. But you know, he never forgave, forgave the team for trading him for trading for, for Brad Park. Right. So, right. Right. And Brad Park wasn't really thrilled about being here either. At least the first year. From he, every, he, came, he came around, I think, but, uh, yeah. Or sorry, Brad Parkin, was Middleton the throw-in on that one, or was he the throw-in on the Hodge trade? Either way, it was ridiculous. When Nifty's the throw-in, you done gone fucked up. Rags. Yeah. But you know what? This is the second time I've talked about this today. <laughs> oh, weird. <laughs> I know, it's it's not often that I, I get hockey talk all over the place. All right, so we're, we're going to find out in the coming days what's going on. We ourselves, because we've been on a, you know, doing the, the two two episodes a week has been a I lot. Mm-hmm. I've not had a lot of time, free time on my own uh, to do things. And now I'm going to have way more free time than I wanted. But anyway, we're, we're probably going to take a, a couple of weeks off. So yeah. there will be information. I could always just put out something saying, hey, look. These are the things that we found out. Blah, 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 blah. And we'll talk about it on the next episode. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Uh, like a teaser kind of five-minute thing or something, right? And we'll still be available at our personal Twitters with tw- retweeting stuff that we hear and things like that as well. Right, right. So we're not going away permanently. We're just going away for a couple of weeks so we can like, kind of breathe. You guys will all hear, hear from us before the draft. We promise you that. Oh, God, the draft. That, that's like six weeks away, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, my. It'll, it'll be well before then, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, the thing is that we're going to start up, we're going to start talking about Sedana Chara's Instagram at some point. <laughs> this is very true. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's a thing. It's something. Hey, look, do you think that people want to hear our hot takes about the hockey we're not watching? No, probably not. Uh, no, no, probably not, yeah. Like I'm, I'm taking a break from hockey for at least a couple days. The Red Sox have a series against the Yankees starting on Tuesday, I think. You gotta put your energy in that. I'll put my energy in that. And the Celtics game four is coming up, I think tomorrow, and they're up three games to none in their series. So I'll pay attention to that, even though they have no business winning this series. They're up three zero. Hey, I think that's good for them. I, I'm not. 
I, I, I can't watch basketball. And Vegas is not like the squeaky. She doesn't like the squeaky, so. You're a smart dog, Vegas. Um, <laughs> it's like, uh, she actually had, uh, yesterday morning, she had a problem with the ice dispenser. <laughs> she was like, going around that. And then when the ice dispenser drew in water to make more ice, she was like, but anyway, yeah, so we're we're going to take a break for a little bit, um, come back and talk about stuff when we know it and when we have uh, a little time to breathe, hopefully. We can think rationally about the future and, yeah. 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 Which we do have a lot of, we do have a lot to look forward to with all our young forwards. I, do I have <laughs> to send you to the penalty box again. <laughs> oh, God. Uh. All right, so um, our schedule is pretty easy. There are no more Bruins games this season. <laughs> Sorry, I, you know, sometimes you have to rip off the Band-Aid, you know? Um, yeah. So, good run. Hopefully next season it will be different. And uh, I want to thank all you listeners for, for being nice here with us through the run, as always. Just yeah. I didn't go further. <laughs> yeah, it's sad oh. it didn't go further, but it was it was fun. And, hey, we, we're getting that playoff experience like the young guns are. So. <laughs> <laughs> but not Brandon Carlo, because <laughs> we have to plan to, to get him ill before the next playoffs. Yeah, it's true. But, I mean, that's one thing I think that's good if you think about it. I mean, McAvoy now has three series under his belt. Um, even though Donato only played a couple games, he has a couple series under his belt. So it's getting the young guys um, that are going to be important going forward, those series, is pretty important, especially with McAvoy playing in the Game 7. Yep. And uh, next season, hopefully... Home ice advantage, although that didn't work out at all in this Tampa series. <laughs> Good fucking God, no, it did not. <laughs> we had home ice for like two games, and then we didn't anymore. <laughs> Oof. So bad. So bad. <laughs> oh, and that overtime game just was a punch in the balls. <laughs> I, I do want to comment quickly on that. Bruins, I appreciate your only overtime game in the playoffs being on a Friday, being as that I exist in the existential hellhole that is Atlantic Standard Time, daylight time now, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's also very fitting that it, the goal went off of Gianta's foot. And you know who wasn't in today's game? <laughs> Gianta. Gianta. Yeah, look. You know what? They tried. That's all. All right, so... Do you want to tell us, tell them, tell listeners things? <laughs> so, listeners, you're, of course, listening to Barely On Topic. You can find us on SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, iTunes, and wherever your favorite podcasts are found. Assuming, again, it's one of those. If you want to rate us and you like what you live here, give us a bunch of stars. It'll be cool. People will find us. Tell your friends. Hire a skywriter. Do what you got to do. Lastly, of course, you can uh, reach us on, uh, of course, uh, at Barely on Topic on Twitter and uh, on uh, Facebook with uh, at Barely on Topic Podcast and our individual Twitter accounts. I'm, of course, at Dr. Hand Grenade. I am at Tim A. Richardson. And I'm at Brandon Carlo is going to make the playoffs next season. 
Also from known R. as <laughs> FBA from R.I. <laughs> I forgot to say dot com. <laughs> LLC. <laughs> Esquire. <laughs> Nonsense. <laughs> Sorry, Jeff. <laughs> Look, we're actually laughing. <laughs> Oh, it was was that all? Um, I uh, I think I finished. Yes. Okay. Cool. Tim. Mannheim. <laughs> <laughs>